I'm Kathy, and I'm very grateful to for Al-Anon. And I can see over it, kind of. <laughs> I'm fine. That's okay. Um, I told my husband today, I said, you know, I've been trying to think about what I was going to say when I got here tonight, and my mind has been a blank, so let's hope something gets here real quick. Um, I guess we go through uh, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. I was born second child out of five, and uh, I was born in Montana, and we moved to California when I was about a year old. My earliest memories that I can think of are um, of family events and things that went on, and everything that we ever did or ever went on in our home revolved around alcohol in some way. Sometimes things turned out okay, sometimes things didn't turn out so okay. But I can remember um, birthdays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, everything. There was usually drunkenness in our home. I can't really say that my parents were alcoholic. I, don't, I really don't know that. But they drank a lot when I was growing up. Um, I have a, one of my sisters that's older than I am. She's oh, about nine years older than I am. And my early memories are um, of her coming home as a teenager into our home and uh, being drunk and me hiding my head under the pillows and trying to do anything I could not to hear the fights that would go on in our home from between my parents and my sister. She um, has admitted at some point in time in her life that she's alcoholic and um, I just remember these horrible things that used to happen. It wasn't really fist fights or anything, just the arguments used to make me really uncomfortable and I used to get just scared. I was full of fear all the time at, the, at those points. I can remember putting my head into the pillows or trying to fall asleep and not wake up when she came home or things like that. We moved away from California, oh, probably when I was, right after my sophomore year of high school, we moved to um, Montana and then my father found work in Wyoming. And uh, during those times, my sister stayed back in California, so things were going pretty well. There was still some drinking in our family, but it wasn't anything horrible. And uh, there wasn't a lot of ruckus going on until my younger sister got a little older. She's also a very good candidate for these programs and has been in and out a few times. Um, when I went, after I graduated from California, I left home for a short time. And when I came home, I found out that she was drinking a lot at that point. And my parents, again, were in this big ruckus, trying to figure out what to do with, with another child that was doing this. And um, there really wasn't anything they could do. They should have been in Al-Anon, if not AA. They should have also been in Al-Anon to try to understand things that were going on. And here I am saying this, and I've got teenage children of my own. <laughs> And let me tell you, it's easier said than done. But, uh, so she continued to drink, and um, I used to drink too. I'd go out and drink and go out with friends, and sometimes we would drink and sometimes we wouldn't. And um, it was about that time in my life that I met my husband. And it was pretty exciting, you know. I, I met him, and he'd be out drinking, and we'd have a good time, and go out and dance and all these things and then I'd go home and he'd go home I guess he went home I don't know what he did and then we'd go out again and it was exciting and 
you know, he did things that I would never think of doing, but I would kind of follow in a little way like that. So uh, I'd follow him. We'd make these trips up to Montana. Both of us were drunk. I don't know how the heck we ever made it there and back, the number of times that we went, or any place else that we ever went. And we lived together for a while, and um, after about a year and a half, we decided, well, maybe we'd get married. We wanted a couple children. So we got married, and it was a couple years later that uh, I ended up pregnant with our, our oldest daughter. And she was born, and then I thought, well, you know, now we're going to sit down and have our children and be a nice little family, and that's the way things will go. Well, it didn't. I was ready to settle down and, and raise the children in that, but he was not ready to do that at that point. He still liked to go out and drink. So we, our fighting in our family at that point started to really take hold. There was never any really physical abuse in our home. A lot of uh, arguing, did arguing silent treatment. I did one or the other. It was never an in-between there. Um, either he didn't come home or I'd go out looking for him and get mad and he wouldn't come home or he'd come home drunk or something. But I went through all the little cliches that a good Al-Anon person does. I would call the bar and have him page him and if he answered I'd hang up thinking you know, he wouldn't know it was me that was calling. I'd pack up the kids and put them in the car and go looking around at the bars and look for his truck and see if he was there. And uh, I don't know, I had two little kids in the car after our second daughter was born. So when I did find his vehicle, I didn't know what the heck I was going to do. So I'd usually probably go back home and call the bar and then hang up and not let them know that I was there. Um, things like that, went, it just went like that crazy for a long time. The, we grew further and further apart. His drinking... And my not understanding alcoholism and not being in any programs caused a lot of craziness in our family. I remember that when the kids were small, and before I got into the program, uh, my youngest daughter is about a year and a half, not quite a year and a half younger than my oldest one. And we were, I can remember one distinct day, we were in the car, and uh, my husband never went very far without a drink in his hand, usually something. So we were sitting in a car one day, and I said, oh God, I wonder what your dad's doing. And my three-year-old said, uh, oh, he's probably up there mixing another dumb drink. And I don't, I don't know why that stuck in my mind. But I guess at that time I knew that there was probably something really wrong in our family. So we went on for a while, and, you know, I bitched and moaned at him a few times. And there was a couple times he quit drinking, and um, a couple times that... There was one time he went to a treatment center because he got uh, picked up for a DUI. And he attended AA for a little while afterwards. And, uh, but it didn't get really serious. I went to family week that week while he was up there. And um, went to an Al-Anon meeting. And I walked in this door and I obviously was not ready to get here yet. Because all I can remember, and I'm sure that there was more than this there, but all I remember were these two little old ladies sitting there. And I thought, this is not for me. I didn't want anything to do with it. I don't remember a word that was said there. I guess I wasn't ready to listen at that point. So I didn't attend Al-Anon, and he didn't stay with AA very long. So needless to say, the sobriety in our home didn't last. And the craziness never did leave. Uh, A few years later, 
he decided to quit drinking for me again. And um, we went to this doctor's office, and a, a doctor here in town. And I told him, you know, I told him this time, I said, you know, you really need to get help. So I called, and I was a good little person. This is before Al-Anon, by the way. And I called, and I made the appointment for him, and I picked him up, took time off work, took him to the doctor, sat in there with him, and I was totally embarrassed because this man was drunk in this doctor's office, and I just thought it was horrible. And this went back into the examination room, and every time the doctor asked him a question, I would answer him. And then the doctor... I didn't think was really polite when he said it, but he kind of told me to shut up and let him answer his own questions. And that, by the way, I needed Al-Anon. I was really insulted, but I shut up, and I was totally amazed at that point that when he asked um, Linda questions, that he could answer them. And they were right. I mean, he didn't have to invent the answers. He was even being honest about it. I didn't think the man knew how to talk at that point sometimes. But we went through that, and uh, I don't think I ever did went to Alan, just go to Alan on at that point. I think I just left it up to him to try to attend AA again, and that went on for a short time. And uh, our family really didn't get involved in these programs at all, and that went by the wayside again after a few weeks or a few months. Um, the last time that he that I got on him <laughs> and we were in this big old fight and then I said you know I can't look at this anymore you're going to have to do something uh, I did finally go to a psychiatrist right before that time or where I work they offer three free visits to a family counselor and at this point I was nuts I didn't know what was wrong with me I would go to work but I couldn't work I would come home and at work I could put on a pretty good you know, fake face there, and I was doing okay. And I'd come home, and my mood would change as soon as I drove in the driveway. Then I'd walk in the house, and I'd be instantly pissed. Didn't matter what was going on. I'd be looking for something. I don't remember a whole lot about things that went on there. All I know that I was miserable, and let me tell you, when Mom's miserable in the house, the whole house is miserable. So there wasn't a lot of, a lot of good stuff going on in our families at that time. Um... I did start attending Al-Anon from the recommendation of this uh, psychiatrist lady. I found out when I met her that I had kind of lost myself in this disease. See, we also have the obsession. My obsession was the alcoholic, trying to figure out what I could do to make him stop drinking. When I went to the grocery store to figure out what to fix for dinner, everything revolved about, well, what can I get to fix so that maybe he won't drink? If I went to do anything, it all revolved about, well, maybe if I do it this way, he'll quit drinking. And so when I was in there talking to that lady one day, she says, well, what do you like to do? And I couldn't answer. I knew that he liked what he liked to do. He liked to drink. That was easy enough to tell her what he liked to do. I knew what my kids liked to do. I knew what some other people liked to do. But I didn't know what I liked to do. I totally lost myself in that area. So that was kind of an eye-opening, too. Um, this woman also suggested that I attend Al-Anon, so I figured if you have all these people telling you this, maybe you should try it. So I started to decide to go. Well, the first night we were meeting, the meeting I chose was down on 2nd Street, 
The first night I was going to go, I drove my car down there, drove around the block and went home. The second week I was going to go there, I drove my car down there, I parked in front of the place and drove out and went home. The third time I went in there, I actually got the guts to walk in the door and at that point there was no getting away because this woman grabbed me. I don't know who she was even. I think, (laughs) I remember who she was now. But I couldn't get away. She had me and I was not getting away. So I sat there and they had these um, poles that you could hide behind. So I would sit there behind the poles and like Lana said, I didn't ever look up. I couldn't look at anybody. I've never talked for a real long time. And after that first meeting, the only thing I can remember was I was getting ready to leave and the lady that grabbed me on the way in the door gave me a hug that night. Now, I thought she was nuts. I thought, you don't even know me. What in the hell are you hugging me for? You know? And then I didn't realize that that was a big thing around here. (laughs) In the home that I was in at that point, even when I was growing up, we weren't a real big huggy-touchy family. And believe me, by this time in the home that I was living with at that time, the huggy-touchy was definitely not in the picture. Except for my kids, and that was okay. But this woman gave me a hug, and I just thought she was crazy. And um, so, but I must have heard something, and I got some literature, and I was I was fortunate enough to to attend the, my first Al-Anon meetings at a beginner meetings where they gave us pamphlets to read. And when I read this one pamphlet, they went and changed the color of it. Now it used to be black, but it's called Change Our Alcoholism and Ourselves or something like that. And when I read that pamphlet, I thought that somebody was sitting in my living room when I wrote that, because everything in that pamphlet. I could relate to. It was totally amazing. It talked about the obsession. And uh, let me tell you about the obsession. We have a two-story house, and Lynn would get up and have a drink on a Saturday morning, and I could hear that ice cube hit the glass from downstairs that I did sleep. I knew what he was fixing a drink. I would talk about anxiety. You know, everything I did was revolved around him I was always in fear I was always afraid that he was going to drink I was afraid that he wasn't going to make it home and I was afraid that he was going to make it home Um, things went crazy I started thinking really nuts before getting into the program and I was still thinking that way shortly after I got in too I used to um, plan his death not that I was going to really kill him but I used to think well you know maybe if, if he gets killed at work or if he dies on the way home you know we'll have enough insurance money and social security I'd be able to raise these kids okay and I think back on that I think man that was sick (laughs) Um, getting into the program now and learning to use the tools the pamphlets and the reading and the talking to other people and listening to other people's stories because I was amazed to find out that people understood what I was going through and I could understand some of the things that they were going through. And some of those people's stories were a whole lot worse than what mine are, or were. So I did start attending Al-Anon regularly, and I stayed with the program. It took me forever to finally get a sponsor. I don't suggest that for in, to anybody. But I did at some point, but I don't probably use her as much as I should. And um, I started to understand a few things one of the first things I picked up was you don't argue with a drunk so I did learn that 
and that helped a lot. I also learned that I had choices of my own, that I could do things without my alcoholic being there. For some reason, I thought that if he was drunk and staying home, that I couldn't go anywhere. Now, I don't know where I picked that up, because he never told me I couldn't do things or go anywhere. So um, when I was in the program, I found out that I could do things on my own. I didn't have to wait for his permission. I didn't have to do that. And I didn't have to ask for his permission. So we started doing things together. And shortly after I got into Al-Anon, he got into AA. You know, getting into the program, you learn that alcoholism is a disease. But it's, it's easy to say. You know, I can run around saying that all day long. But it takes a lot to understand it. And uh, to finally get from your, what we call from our head to our heart, it's kind of a long journey sometimes, and sometimes it just takes a real long time. And I never could understand, you know, you always hear, well, if they take the first drink, then they just have no control. It was like, well, what in the hell is he taking the first drink for? He knows that if he has his drink that he's going to keep drinking, so why doesn't he just not do it? And then one day, when he was trying to quit drinking, uh, I saw that. See, he couldn't hold his water or coffee. And uh, he was throwing up and going through DTs. And that's when I realized that it really is a disease. And after we got through those little ordeals, then I think we we're all able to grow. Um, he went through his little detox thing back with the doctor again. I didn't go with him that time. I didn't want to take any more abuse from that man. So, <laughs> so uh, we went back to that and I stayed involved with Al-Anon. He got involved with AA, and uh, things have gone uphill. I'm not saying we have the perfect family, we have the perfect house, or anything else. We have problems just like anybody else does. But after these few years, you know, we don't have near the problems we used to have. Um, we don't have any drinking in our home. In our home, we've got a couple of teenage kids. I. I know there's a little bit out the home, but there's none in the home. Uh, we're able to work the programs, and in most instances, even when we're having disagreements or having problems with the children, instead of ranting and raving and just throwing a fit, we're able to sit down and talk civilly. Because, you know, you, you can't go in and when you find out something's going on with a kid and attack them. Because they're gonna, they're just gonna go back the other way. And so there's, there's been a couple of situations that have come up, and with my youngest daughter especially, she kind of likes, she kind of likes to drink a little bit sometimes, and she's uh, likes to smoke a little pot here and there. So the first time I found that, you know, I was able to go in and talk to her in a civil manner and carry on a decent conversation without being this ranting, raving, screaming lunatic. If I had not been an Al-Anon, I would have been the ranting, raving, screaming lunatic. And nothing would have come out of that. We would have had a daughter that probably would have ended up running off or something. 
So that's one thing I can say this program has given to us is we're able to discuss family matters. Now, I'm not saying that works the first time every time. Every once in a while we have to get, you know, anger does flare up. That's just a, a natural emotion that comes around every once in a while. But at least we don't have to have it in our home all the time like we used to have. Or we don't have to have the fear in our home all the time like we used to have. Um, I've still got some sisters that are out there. I've got some three sisters and they've all been in and out of this program. Unfortunately, they're out right now. And um, we've, through their diseases of alcoholism and drug addiction, and through our recovery in these programs, we've had the opportunity to have some of their children in our home. Uh, my oldest sister's daughter is just like one of ours. We've had her in our home for a long time, and she's just like one of our children. And, you know, I don't know what would have happened to this child, who is now a young lady, if there wasn't a place for her to go. Now, I'm not going to take all the credit for this girl turning out the way she did, because she did the majority of it on her own. But in the situation where she was living at that time, she didn't. She was in a no-win situation. So this program has given not only us the opportunity to have these kids, but a place for them to go also. Um, through maybe in, either directly or indirectly, I've had a couple of members of my family end up in prison. They were roomies. They were actually there together. And um, we had a couple of the kids in our home then. But it's through this program again that I'm able to understand some of the things that they do. I don't like what they do. I can't condone it. And I don't enable them. I don't try to do anything to help them with it. But I do let them live their lives. And um, that's one thing I can do now. I used to be, I can remember many years ago when we found out, you know, when my sisters were drinking and I found out one was drugging, that I was trying to get right in the middle of it. And that was just a mess. And I was a mess, and it didn't help her out at all either. She just kept doing it anyway. You know, it didn't really matter. And um, so we've, we've got the program in our home, and we work it to the best of our abilities right now. And these people know that if they want to come in our home, that there's a safe place. And I can always tell when they're either in or out of the program. When they're in the program, they come around their house a lot. When they're not, they don't. They just don't show up much. And... Um, Right now, they're not showing up much. But the kids come over, and that's great. They, have, they come over to visit us. Um, we have things today that we would have never had. You know, before coming into the program, financial matters were horrible. And we're not in great financial shape now, but at least I don't have to attack him every time I balance a checkbook these days like I used to. He used to cringe. I think he still leaves once in a while. <laughs> Because I go to balance, you know, a drunk and a debit card don't mix, let me tell you right now. And then a drunk and a debit card and then a person that belongs in Al-Anon that's not, they definitely don't mix. So it was a crazy situation at that point. But we don't do that anymore. And um, I can balance a checkbook and I don't actually attack them anymore. I might say a few things, I just don't attack He's still got the debit card. He's not drinking, but he's still got the debit card. So, you know, things like that still happen. 
we have a little place up on the mountain that we enjoy to go up you know we can go up there and have picnics or do what we want and we have toys that we would have never had before our budget used to go a lot to the alcohol and not so much to the household by the time I was balancing the checkbook it'd say okay this much has already been spent and I get this much left to pay the bills well we kind of do the opposite now so things like that have helped a lot um, our kids you know, it's funny. They attended Alateen for a short time. They don't any longer. But even my youngest daughter I was talking about that goes out and has her little parties and that here once in a while, she's got some friends whose um, parents drink or are into drugs. And last year when we were on vacation, we were on the way back. And it's really amazing because she brought it up and um, we were able to actually talk about Al-Anon AA and the programs and that and talk to her about what her kids you know what these kids are going through and what her mother's going through and because this one little girl her very best friend ended up moving away and she went to Arizona and that was really rough on her to lose a friend because her mother's alcoholic and um, so things like that still happen we can it still affects the family either inside of our family or outside but at least we have the tools to work with now to work through our problems and not just dance around them or attack them. And we can share the things with our children and with other members of our family or other people that come to our home. You know, before our programs were here, we used to have a lot of friends that would come over and they'd stay over there until the booze was gone, until they left. And nowadays, when we have friends come over, they come over because they're really friends. Those people that used to come over to drink don't come over anymore. Not because we told them they couldn't, just that we don't have any booze in the house anymore, so they don't want to. And now when we have friends come over, they come over, and they're real friends. They're not acquaintances anymore. We have some real friendships through these programs and some people that are not in our program here. So we're able to carry on friendships, too. Um, this place has just given us, it's given us our lives back. If I sit back and I look back at what my life was like before I came into Al-Anon, and I look at my life today, it's like two different people. Before coming into Al-Anon, everything was crazy. And it's almost like looking at a bad movie. And today, we have a life that is fun. Even our, even our bad days are better than our good days were back then. So this, both these programs have just given us everything back again that we, we were really losing or had lost at that point. And I'm just kind of sitting here rambling on, so I guess I will close for tonight. Thank you.